0: Well, I like that, uh, that song that the praise team led us in during the offertory time, Trust in God. And if you listen to the, the words, we can trust in God. And when we trust in God, He does not fail us. It's amazing to see how the Lord is faithful to us always. We can indeed trust the Lord Jesus Christ and to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ is to follow him in faith. It's a spiritual race that we run by forgetting what is behind us, by reaching forward to what is ahead, by pressing on toward the goal. Those who run this race of faith faithfully are promised a prize at the end. And that's the subject of this sermon today, the prize. Open your Bibles again this week to Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14. Philippians chapter three, verses 12 through 14. The apostle Paul in God's word under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit wrote these words in Philippians three, 12 through 14. Not that I have already attained it, Or that I am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The main idea of the message this morning is that we are to press on in the faith for the prize. The analogy of the Christian faith to a foot race is one that Paul used on several occasions in his scriptural writings. Another passage of scripture is over in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Paul wrote to that Corinthian church these words about the spiritual race of faith. Listen to 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we run for an imperishable crown. The races and crowns that these Corinthian believers were familiar with were those of the Isthmian Games held on the Isthmus of Corinth the year before, and the year after the ancient Greek Olympic Games. The winners of these contests would receive a crown made with olive or pine leaves or laurel and wear it on top of their head as the victor of that particular event. Those who won those races received a perishable crown. Stephanie, a few years ago, made a wreath out of some boxwood branches from our flower beds, and it looked gorgeous for a while, but the leaves died and withered. The crown or the wreath was perishable. It didn't last forever. Those who won those prizes at the Isthmian Games received a crown that didn't last forever. But Paul said those who run the race of faith receive a crown, a prize that lasts forever. It is imperishable. Those who run the race of faith, following Christ faithfully, pressing on for the prize, are awarded a prize at the end. In fact, the New Testament lists four types of crowns awarded to believers who pursue Christ. If we are to press on in the faith for the prize, you might wanna know what the prize is. Have you ever been invited to play a game before? And you're like, I don't know if I really wanna do that. And then somebody tells you, if you win, you get this, and you go, I'm all in. If you run the race of faith, here's what you get if you run and receive the prize. Here are the four types of crowns in the New Testament. First, the crown of joy the crown of joy the apostle paul wrote about this in philippians chapter 4 verse 1 and in 1st thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19 the crown of joy is reserved for those believers who lead someone else to believe in jesus paul and timothy wrote the letter to the philippians many of whom they many of the believers whom they had led to christ on their missionary journey In Acts 16 were the original recipients of this letter. And notice what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, my beloved and longed-for brethren, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. There is a reward to be received for those who share the gospel of Christ with others. Paul, Silas, and Timothy wrote the letter of 1 Thessalonians, and they wrote that letter to many believers who had believed in Jesus as a result of their preaching and ministry. Uh, listen to what Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? Verse 20 goes on to say, for you are our glory and joy. There's a day that Jesus is coming back to this earth to fully and finally establish God's kingdom. And he will award believers in him with the crowns they are to receive. On that day, those who can stand before Jesus and say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to salvation to all who believe. To the Jews first and also to the Greeks and who have actually shared the gospel of Jesus with others and seen someone else come to faith in Christ will have an eternal reward, an imperishable crown. Wouldn't that be wonderful to stand before Jesus alongside others who also know Jesus because you witnessed to them and shared the faith with them? And Jesus says, here's your crown. If you want to get the crown of joy, then you need to tell others about Jesus. Press on in the faith for the prize. The second crown that's mentioned in the New Testament is the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness. Paul wrote about this in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Paul wrote this letter to Timothy and it was one of the last letters in the Bible That Paul wrote, he was nearing the end of his spiritual race of faith on this earth. His life was about to end. He was about to go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus. And Paul said this to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 8. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only but also to all who have loved his appearing. This crown of righteousness is the crown that awaits all believers in the Lord Jesus. There's a day coming when Jesus will come back to this earth and we will stand before him and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess those on earth and those under the earth, those everywhere will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But for those who confess that Jesus Christ is Lord before that great day, for those who experience the gift of salvation and the hope of eternal life by believing Jesus died for their sins and rose again, there is a crown of righteousness that is awaiting all of us who trust in Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? It awaits every believer. All of those who love his appearing will receive this reward. If you want to get the crown of righteousness, then you must come to know and love the Lord Jesus. There's no other way to obtain it than through faith in Christ. Press on in the faith for the prize. The third crown that's mentioned in the New Testament is the crown of life. This is talked about in James chapter 1 verse 12 and in Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. James or Jacob, the half brother of Jesus, wrote to Christians who were in the midst of temptation. And he challenged them in his letter to persevere through suffering for the sake of Christ in order to receive the reward which is the crown of life. Listen to what James said in James chapter 1, verse 12 Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Those who give in to temptation love this world and the things of this world more than they love the Lord Jesus. But those who withstand temptation have chosen to love Jesus more than the things of this world. James says to those believers who were facing temptation and going through suffering, who were having to deny themselves themselves, Guys, if you will deny yourselves and be faithful to take up your cross and follow Jesus, Jesus will reward you with the crown of life at the end. The apostle John also wrote of this crown to the Christians at the, at the church in Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. And he wrote to them to encourage them to endure through tribulation. The church at Smyrna is known as the persecuted church in Revelation chapter 2. And here's what John wrote to those believers. Revelation 2:10. He said, "Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful until death." and I will give you the crown of life. You know, there are some Christians in this world who really do face death because they live out the Christian faith. They are imprisoned, they're persecuted, they're arrested, they are beaten. Some of them are even executed. For those believers who endure and who are faithful to the end, even though they die, they receive the crown of life. Jesus gives us rewards that go beyond this world when we run the race of faith faithfully. Believers who remain faithful through temptation and tribulation are rewarded the crown of life. If you want to get the crown of life, then be faithful in the midst of temptation and tribulation. Press on in the faith for the prize. And the fourth type of crown that's mentioned in the New Testament is the crown of glory. The Apostle Peter wrote of this crown, and this crown awaits those elders in the faith who lead and serve well. He wrote of this award to pastors and other leaders who were serving churches scattered throughout the Roman Empire during a time of persecution. And in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, he charged those who were Elders in the churches, those who were more mature in the faith, those who were leaders, pastors, shepherds, overseers. He said, The elders who are among you, I exhort. I, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, say to you, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you. Serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those who are entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. If you want to receive the unfading crown of glory, then you must serve eagerly and set the example as an elder saint. And this doesn't have as much to do with age as it does with position and calling that the Lord Jesus gives to you. So hear me out. If you are a pastor here today, there's a few, a preacher, an evangelist. If you serve faithfully, there is an award awaiting you. If you are a leader of God's church in some way, shape or form, maybe that means you have a Sunday school class or a first group that you provide pastoral care to or a group of ladies at a Bible study, or maybe you lead children or you lead youth or other adults or college students. If you serve the Lord faithfully, serve him eagerly as you serve others. And if you set a proper example, There is an unfading crown of glory that is reserved for you in heaven. Press on in the faith for the prize. The prize is the crown. Just as the runners of the races in Paul's day received those crowns and wore them on their heads, so one day at the return of the Lord Jesus, he will reward us with the prize of a crown. Or perhaps a few crowns in your case. It's interesting to note that in the New Testament, the first time the word crown is used is when Jesus wore a crown. But many of you will remember the crown that Jesus wore on this earth. It wasn't plated with gold or silver. It didn't have precious jewels like rubies or diamonds embedded in it. It was a crown that was made to mock and to scorn the Lord Jesus a crown bent out of long three or four inch thorns and matted upon his head after he'd been beaten as he died upon the cross for our sins. That's the first time that word crown is used. But it's also interesting to note that the final time the word crown is used in the New Testament is when the Lord Jesus is wearing many crowns on his head as the King of kings and Lord of lords in Revelation chapter 19, verse 12. We sang a song at a camp that I had taken some students to in New Mexico several years ago. And the tag of that song said this, There are no more thorns to pierce his brow. He wears a crown of glory now. The chorus said, this is why we stand and we give glory to the lamb for our God has made a way. There's nothing that we have done. There is nothing that we will do. It's by his wounds that we are healed. The only way to begin running this race of faith in the first place so that you can receive a prize at the end is by trusting that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. I want you to hear and understand it does not matter how successful you are during your time on earth. If you don't know Jesus, there is zero crown, no prize awaiting you in eternity after your life on this earth is over. It's because Jesus shed his blood for us on the cross It's because Jesus died for our sins. It's because Jesus rose again that we can have the promise of forgiveness and the hope of eternal life and that we can even begin to run this race in the first place. And when we run this race of faith faithfully, then the Lord Jesus will look at us in glory and bestow upon us the crowns that we are due. But it's interesting to know also That when we receive our crowns for having run this race of faith, when we get the prize at the end, it's interesting of note what we're going to do with this prize. What we're going to do with these crowns that are given to us. You know, I had never really paid attention to it before until studying this subject this week. In Revelation chapter 14, Jesus is wearing one crown when he first appears. But in Revelation 19, when all of the earth is worshiping him, Jesus is wearing many crowns. Why is that? It was because every crown, enduring crown, imperishable crown, really belongs to Jesus because he's both the author and the perfecter of our faith. Many of you have heard of the Christian band Casting Crowns. They get their title from this idea that one day all of us who know Jesus and who have served Jesus will bow before him after having received the reward for how we've run our race of faith and we will take our crowns off of our heads and cast them before the feet of Jesus because he is the one who is worthy to be called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. In fact, the Apostle John saw a glimpse of this when he wrote in Revelation chapter 4, verses 10 and 11, "'The 24 elders fall down before him "'who sits on the throne "'and worship him who lives forever and ever. "'And they cast their crowns before the throne, "'saying, "'You are worthy, O Lord, "'to receive glory and honor and power. "'For you created all things.'" And by your will, they exist and they were created. So I want to ask you a question this morning. What crown will you receive for your king? And I want you to understand, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, if he is your Lord and your Savior, you will receive the crown of righteousness. You're awaiting his appearing. You're gonna love when he shows up. The apostle Paul promised in 2 Timothy 4, 8, he'll give you that crown. For those of you who run the race faithfully, who share the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel with others, and somebody else comes to know Christ, you'll receive the crown of joy. For those of you who are in the middle of temptation or tribulation and you endure to the end, the Lord Jesus will bestow upon you the crown of life. For those of you who are leaders in the Christian faith, if you serve faithfully, if you serve eagerly and set an example for other believers as an elder saint, you'll receive the unfading crown of glory. But with every crown that you receive, you know what you're gonna do with it? You're gonna take it off of your head and you're gonna throw it at the feet of Jesus Don't you want to worship him by presenting to him the crown that he gives to you? What crown will you receive for your king? What will you give to him as you worship him for all of eternity? What you are doing right now on this earth as a Christian determines the reward that you'll receive It determines the worship that you will give to Jesus in heaven. If you're here this morning and you believe that the Lord Jesus is calling you to come to know him so that you can receive a crown of righteousness, so that you can begin to run this race of faith, right here and right now during the Song of Invitation, I want to ask you to stand up and get out of your pew and walk down here to the front and just say, Jake, I I want to know Jesus. I'm ready to run the race of faith. I believe he died for my sins. I believe he rose again. And I want to receive the crown of righteousness. If you're here this morning as a Christian who is running this race of faith, maybe you just need to be honest with yourself before the Lord and realize that you're not going to receive a crown of joy because you've never told anybody about Jesus. Don't you want to receive a crown of joy and be able to give back to Jesus that blessing he would give to you? Maybe you just need to come to this altar and pray that God would give you the strength and the courage to share the gospel with a friend or a family member, a coworker, a classmate so that they can come to know Christ. So that you can receive that crown of joy. Maybe you're here this morning and you're going through a real difficulty in your Christian life. You are faced with temptation after temptation after temptation. And you're having to deny yourself and take up your cross daily and follow Jesus. Would you continue to persevere in the faith and not give in to temptation? Or maybe you're facing some persecution from others around you. Those who would mock your faith. And put you down for following Christ. Would you choose to persevere. Pursue Jesus wholeheartedly. So that you receive that crown of life. Or maybe you're here this morning. And the Lord has given you the opportunity to lead and to serve. In his church. And you just need to recommit anew and afresh to serving him wholeheartedly so that you can receive that unfading crown of glory as you set an example for other believers around you i'll be standing down here in the front if you need to speak with me this altar is open if you need to come and pray i want to invite you this morning to respond to god as he's speaking to your heart would you pray with me father god we do thank you so much for this day we thank you that you have called us through your son, Jesus Christ, to run the race of faith. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here today who is not already running that race of faith because they don't know Jesus, I pray that they would choose right here and right now to take that first step towards running that race by believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins, believing that he rose again and giving their lives to him as Lord. God, I pray that you would be with all of us in here today who are already running the race of faith as Christians. May you help us to run with endurance. May you help us to run and to call others to run this race by sharing the gospel. And may you help us to serve you and others eagerly with love and compassion, with boldness, being faithful to set an example for others around us. God, as you speak to hearts today, would you continue to stir in people's lives and move them to action. Move them to press on in the faith for the prize. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.